Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Zion's Redemption Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Lickin-Walter. This is Fundamentally Mormon. I'm just doing a live program today. Today is one of those days when laying in bed is all I'm doing today. My head gets pretty dizzy when I get out of bed so so we're going to continue on with part two of the novel expositor uh, yesterday we ended the program with resolve ninth so we'll go into the tenth point resolve tenth the guest call in number is nine one seven eight eight nine eight eight two seven that's nine one seven eight eight nine eight eight two seven the chat room is available for questions or comments at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally mormon and i think i accidentally hit um a button in my studio so if there was some kind of weird thing going on there, that's why I I turned it off as soon as I saw it, but <laughs> it was an accident. Anyway, because I've got my uh, studio up on my phone so I can watch the chat room and watch the uh, call screening room. I don't know how much I'll be talking tonight. I'm pretty tired. So I think we'll just get into the reader program of this. And then as I comments, I'll pause that and we'll just talk about whatever it is. So anybody's welcome to call in with any theological questions anytime during the next two hours. So... I keep thinking, you know, I don't feel that bad. I'll be fine. And then as soon as I sit up or try to get up, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is why I'm not doing anything right now. (laughs) I just hope it ends soon because I'm going to use up all my vacation time for being sick. And last year I got sick a couple times and I got hurt and I couldn't walk. Like I could barely, I hurt my back. I don't even know how. It's the stupidest thing. 
Anyway, but I was out of work for like a week. So I used up all my vacation time for that. And then we had a funeral in North Carolina we had to go to. And then we had a wedding we had to go to in South Carolina. And we live in Utah. And just all this stuff. And my boss says, well, I only give you so many days paid or unpaid, you know, a year. And if you use all that up, you won't work here anymore. And I was like thinking, I can't help it if I get sick, but I've got these other things going on too, you know. So like, I don't know. And then he said to me that uh, having COVID isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card. And that really has bothered me that he said that. Like, I'm not in servitude to you. I'm grateful that I work for you, and I understand that your trucks and trailers, like, combined are worth, like, $350,000. And that, you know, you're trying to grow your business and pay for things and you've given us nice equipment. It all costs money, so you need people in the seat driving. But, you know, COVID isn't a get-out-of-jail-free car. I don't know. I don't know. I don't – I'm just irritated by it. You know what? As a truck driver, I have worked every – single day of this pandemic that I was supposed to work unless I was sick or I got hurt. And I didn't get hurt at work, but I still got hurt, you know? And um, I don't know. I just wish I had more freedom because I guess I'm in bondage too, even though I look at like well, I mean, we live in a right-to-work state, so, I mean, he could fire me for any reason whenever he wants, and I don't have to work for him, but I would like to work for him. I enjoy working for him. But, um, I don't know. Oh, I hear baby goats downstairs. So, our friend in Price, uh, he had to go to a funeral this weekend. So we're watching his baby goats, which have to be bottle fed because their mom rejected them. And they are the ugliest little things, but they're so cute at the same time. They're dwarf goats or something. Why are you walking in my room? Get out. Apparently, people don't know that a door, a closed door, is uh, like don't go through the closed door. But anyway, all right. Well, I'm just going to get into this reader program. We're on Resolve Tenth. We're at 35% of the, the reading of the novel Expositor, and this is part two, obviously. So, if if you're just coming to this and you haven't heard part one, well, I guess what you should probably go take a look at that. So anyway, here, let's get into this. Let's make sure the volume's up before I start it. Okay, there we go. All right, here we go. 
old sense that notwithstanding our extensive acquaintance with the financial affairs of the CHA Church, we do not know of any property which in reality belongs to the church except the temple, and we therefore consider the injunction laid upon the saints concerning them to purchase property of the trustee and trust for the church is a deception practiced upon them, and that we look upon the sending of special agents abroad to collect funds for the temple and other purposes as a humbug practiced upon the saints by Joseph and others to grandize themselves. As we do not believe that the money is in property so collected, or being acquired as the donors expected, that have been used for speculative purposes by Joseph to gold the saints for better on their arrival at no view by buying the land in the vicinity and selling again to them a tenfold advance. And further, that we verily believe the appropriations said to have been subscribed by shares for the building of the Nobu House to have been used by J. Smith and Lemon White for other purposes, as out of the mass of stock already taken, the building is far from being finished even to the base. Reserve 11, that we consider all secret societies in combination with them. Wow. So, I don't know if they're saying the Nabu house is... Let's look through that again. Let's see... The building, oh wait, I'm going to go back up a little bit. Oh, let's see. And further, that we verily believe the appropriation said to have been subscribed by shares for the building of the Nauvoo House to have been used by Joseph Smith and Lyman White by the purposes is out of the mass of stock already taken. The building is far from being finished even to the base. So I think the Nauvoo House was another thing that God told them to build in 1841, uh, along with the temple, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it's 1844 when this comes out. And they hadn't even gotten to building or finishing the base. So I guess I can see why they was they were uh, frustrated because, you know, God had told them to build that temple and to build the Nauvoo house. And like the temple, when Joseph Smith was murdered, they just started working on the second story of the temple. The wood that was coming down the Mississippi from Wisconsin to build the Nauvoo temple, they kept using it to build other things. And then, they were using church tithes and offerings, I guess, this is the accusation anyway, to buy up land so that they could buy it up cheap and then sell it at a um, a profit. And it was to my understanding that Joseph Smith actually told him to stop doing that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I'm not an expert in this area. I've read some on it. But um, the leadership of the church was getting rich off the backs of of the people coming into Nauvoo in the fact that they would go out and buy all this land up and then they would sell it at a huge profit to people who are poor and pretty much destitute that are just trying to gather as 
God had told them to in the Doctrine and Covenants, you know, and I'm sure the missionaries that were going out and telling people about Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon were also telling them that God told them to gather because that's what he did tell them to gather, you know. So they'd get there at great expense to themselves and then they would be further impoverished because, uh, you know, jobs were hard to come by, but also the, uh, the land was expensive and these people were just making money hand over fist to, uh, you know, for these people to come in. I, I don't know. I, I can understand why maybe they were upset about that, especially with the fact that like Jesus told them that there was an acceptable time to build the Nauvoo house and the temple. And they just, they didn't do it. They never finished it. I don't know. Anyway, let's get into the 11th problem that these people have. That we can see all secret societies and combinations under the professing to be organized for religious purposes to be anti-Christian as a critical interrupt. Resolve 12, that we will not acknowledge any man as to give it to the church, because he is our only king and lawgiver. Resolve 13, that we call upon the honest in heart, in the church, and throughout the world, to indicate the true doctrines of Jesus Christ, whether set forth in the Bible, Book of Mormon or Book of Covenants, and we hereby withdraw the hand of fellowship from all those who practice or teach doctrines contrary to the above until they cease so to do and show works make the repentance. Resolve 14 that we hereby notify all those holding licenses to preach the gospel and that they are guilty of teaching the doctrine of other gods above the God of this creation, the plurality of wives the unconditional sealing up against all crimes, save that it should be Muslim food, the story of the Gentiles, and all other doctrines, so-called, which are contrary to the Lord of God, or to the Lord of our country, to cease preaching, and to come and make satisfaction, and have their licenses renewed. Result 15. Okay, so, I mean... You know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and this whole thing with the polygamy, like, they were accusing Joseph Smith of it. So I don't know what they knew, or it was just like, sorry, I don't know what they knew, or if it was just a bunch of rumors that other people were spreading, but... There was one of the complaints, which is interesting, because... These ignorant Gentiles who thought that they had some kind of authority, they would call Jacob in the Bible an adulterer for half a And they say that polygamy was an abomination. But I find it interesting that Jacob was a polygamist before he saw God. Meaning Jacob was a polygamist when he saw God. 
And Jacob was a polygamist all the way to the end of his life. That horrible, evil, adulterer, polygamist, abomination guy, you know? But somehow he's in the kingdom of heaven and he's at the judgment bar. How does that work? You know, it's just, I'm sorry if if you're Gentile, Puritan, Victorian mind can't handle the fact that God allows polygamy but these guys couldn't handle it either they would call it sin and and everything else and like I said yesterday and I said in the past the whole idea of the plurality of gods well uh, I'm sorry if Joseph Smith is called to be the prophet of the restoration and things had been twisted and torn out of the scriptures that were meant to be there, and he restored it, and it's not in the scriptures, in the Bible, then, hey, maybe that's because it had been taken out, but there's still allusions to it. And maybe it's a restored doctrine that needed to be restored. And, like, I'm sorry if you have a problem with that, But, like, we didn't get the Book of Mormon just because the Book of Mormon is scripture. Yeah, it's a second second witness of Jesus Christ, but it was a marker for the prophet of the restoration that the ancient apostles saw in vision and talked about. For this time when there would be a restoration. And that prophet who would give us that or, you know, start the restoration. He started it off with the Book of Mormon. But, which needed to be restored, but not only that, there was a promise that God, if they finished the Nauvoo Temple, would have revealed things hidden from before the foundation of the earth. Things that you don't even know of, that God wants you to know about. So even, like, okay, so yeah, Joseph is a prophet of the restoration, but there's more more to it than what can be restored. Because God can't restore something he has never given to us. But he is ready and willing to give it to us if we're just obedient. I mean, I would love to have heard what they would have said if if the Nauvoo Temple had been finished. And Jesus, you know, kept his word about the whole, I deign to reveal to you things which have been kept hidden from before the foundation of this, this earth. And in this place, it will be the beginning of Revelation. So, like, that's another thing, too, in section 124. We have plenty of revelations all the way up to that point. But but Jesus doesn't even consider that the beginning of revelation. He considers what he would have given in the Nauvoo Temple, beginning of revelations, meaning he has a ton to give us. But the saints are disobedient, and they never finished the temple. And conspiracy reigned, and murders happened. And guess what? We're stuck as a 
as a bride without her husband walking in the wilderness and cursed. And Satan's done all he can to make sure that we're not cursed, uh, that we can look at our lives and say, well, the church isn't cursed. We've got billions of dollars. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just reminded that Satan says that he will take up, um, he will buy up armies and navies and preaching men and all kinds of other stuff, you know. I don't know. I don't know. It drives me nuts. Anyway, this is uh, 15th point. 15th point. It is all 15. That in all our controversies, in defense of truth and righteousness, the weapons of our warfare are not found, but mighty to God to the pulling down of the stronghold of Satan, that our strengths are not against flesh, blood, nor violence, but against principalities and power, against spiritual wickedness in high places, and therefore we will not this kind of weapons save in our own defense. hearing people say that this so-called revelation didn't exist. Well, that's weird because they, they, the laws, Jane and William Law, just signed an affidavit under penalty of law that they read the revelation that Hiram presented to them. And they were all bent out of shape about polygamy. But I thought that was an invention of Brigham Young. And that's funny, too, because I keep on hearing, Brigham Young's the one that invented polygamy. And I'm like, have you read your Bible? Like, seriously, have you read your Bible? Oh, it's all Brigham Young's fault. So they've got to try to use him as a scapegoat. But here, Jane... 
and William Law state in this affidavit that Hiram presented them the revelation about plural marriage. And that is one of the things that they were having a problem with. I just, I don't know what to tell you. I I don't know what to say. I'm sorry that you have a problem with it, but... Where there's smoke, there's fire. And these people were not on the side of, of Brigham Young or Joseph Smith, for that matter. They were pissed off about the whole thing. So why would they say anything about how Hiram presented that revelation to them? They were angry about the land speculation and the temple not being built and the Nauvoo house not being built. And they made, they did this, they printed this Nauvoo expositor up and it Sorry, it pissed Joseph off so much that he had it destroyed. Just, just wow. To all whom it may concern, for as much as the public mind has been much agitated by a course of procedure in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, by a number of persons of varying agents, certain doctrines and practices therein, among whom I am one, it is certainly that I should give my reasons, at least in part, as a cause that hath led me to declare myself. In the latter part of the summer, 1843, the patriarch, Hiram Smith, did in the High Council, of which I was a member, introduce what he said was a revelation given to the prophet. That the said to him, since at that same time, the said reveal shown the said council, that according to his reading, there was contained the following doctrines. There was the sealing up of persons to eternal life, against all sins, save that of shedding innocent blood, or of consenting thereto. Second, the doctrine of the plurality of wives, or marrying virgins. That, David and Solomon had many wives, but in this they seemed not save in the matter of Uri. This revelation with other evidence that the aforesaid heresies were taught in practice in the church determined me to leave the office of first counselor to the president of the church in Nobu, and as much as I dared not teach or administer such laws. And further opponent said not, lost in cows. State of Illinois, SS. Hancock County. To all whom it may concern Hold on. by a certified... Okay, so that's also interesting because a lot of people are saying that Brigham Young came up with that after Joseph died, but the Nauvoo Expositor is talking about that sort of stuff that was found in Section 132, which was read in the council by Hiram Smith before Brigham. Now... I have a problem with DNC section 132. I don't, I do not believe it is a, um, it contradicts Jacob chapter two and it contradicts the Torah in the fact that multiplying of wives sin. 
That's not polygamy. That's taking too many wives. Like, you can take a couple, but if you take too many, that's a problem because you cannot fulfill the other instructions in Torah, which uh, talk about your duties as a husband to multiple wives. So, um, also, the whole thing with uh, David and Solomon like this thing in section 132, which is what they were reading before Joseph died. Hiram was reading it. So this throws some kind of, this throws me off a little bit, but I'm just going to go over this. So, David and Solomon were said to be found guiltless in section 132 for everything but the whole thing with Uriah and Bathsheba. But the revelation that Jacob received in Jacob chapter 2 actually talks about how they were guilty of multiplying wives. And the other thing too, like they were, that was sinful, all of it. But then in section 132, it it excuses them for that other bad behavior that they did, which shows me a contradiction. And I understand the Torah and I understand the instructions in the Torah concerning polygamy. So I have to throw section 132 out. Well, it's reading it to the council. And this has caused these people who penned this uh, novel expositor to have such a problem. Well, then that's evident that was there before Brigham Young made it up and that it was Hiram that read it. And I don't know what to do. I seriously don't know what to do with that. But I don't know. I just, it's been a while since I've gone over the novel expositor. And like, to tell you the truth, I have had my eyes closed all day long today. I've been in a dark room all day long today. And in fact, I have my eyes closed right now because I don't need to look at anything other than to open them up to turn, uh, to like push play on this or pause on this. I didn't read this today. I'm just going over it for the first time in a long time with you, the listener, you know, so I'm just going over what, you know, I, I went over this a long time ago, but this is a refresher basically. And I'm doing this because, I was asking people if they had ever read the Nauvoo Expositor and everybody's like, yeah, I know all about it. And then I would ask them, have you read it? And no, they never have, you know, like they just know what they've been told, but they never go and actually see what it says. Well, this is what it says. That's why we're going over it. So, and you know what, as I look closer at this with my defense of polygamy, Recently, with the whole, you know, Bible and polygamy podcast that's been going over for the last two weeks. I'm kind of glad that God gave me COVID and that he pushed me in this direction because I think that these things coming to light are things that need to come to light for people. Anyway, we're at 43% of the reading. I'm going to get back into it. Here we go. To all who may concern, I hereby certify that the above certificate was sworn and subscribed before me this 4th day of May, 1844, 
Foster, KP Expositor. Friday, June the 17th, Sylvester Emmons, Editor. Introductory greeting our patrons with the first number of the Expositor. to be governed in our editorial duties. Many questions and surmises are made by those who supposedly will come in contact with some of their darling schemes of sell the grand business. Others, more honest, devising on whether our object is to advocate any particular religious sense or any favoured measures of either of the political parties of their country. To all such questions, we answer to the negative. and be respected 
until we teach men that this exclusive privilege is going to be allowed to every individual under our form of government at the law of the land, based upon the revealed laws of heaven and paramount to all other earthly considerations. And he who sets the laws of defiance and evades the operation, either by direct or indirect means, pursues a course that pursues up the best interests of the country and dangerous to the well-being of social compact. That bill exists in order of things with the systematic elements of organization and the system which, if exposed to its naked conformity, would make the virtuous man dissolve with horror. A system in the exercise of which most constraints all the dearest ties in our social relations, the glorious fabric upon which human happiness is based, ministers to the worst passions of our nature, and throws us back into the benighted regions of the dark ages. We have the greatest reason to believe. The question is asked, will you bring love upon us? In answer to that, we assure all concerned that we will be among the first to put down anything like an illegal force being used against any man or set of men. If anyone has become amenable to the Lord, who is to have him trodden partially by the laws of his country? We are among the number who believe that there is virtue and integrity enough in the administration of the law to bring every offender to justice and to protect the innocent. If it is necessary to make a force to execute legal process, it will create no sympathy in that case to cry out, we are mobbed. There is such a thing as persons being perceived into a false sympathy once, who, the second time, will scrutinize very closely to know or which party of the persecutors. It is not always the first man who cries out, stop thief, that is robbed. It is the upright, honest, considerate, and moral precepts of any class that will be respected in this or any other enlightened age precepts which have to the end of all of mankind and the establishment of fundamental truths. On the other hand, paradoxical dogmas, new systems of government, new codes of morals, a new administration of the laws by ignorant, unmethodic, and corrupt men must be found down by every lover of his country. The well-being of society demanded at our hands. Our country, by whose laws we are protected, asks us for a manifestation of that patriotism which should inspire the real Americans to the interests of the state to the land of pirate and as a citizen of Illinois. We intend to respond to the voice of duty and stand the hazardous design. We believe that the press should not be the nation through which the private character of any individual should be assailed, delineated, or exposed to public praise. Still, whoever acts in an official character, who sets himself up as a public feature, and reformer of morals and religion, and as an aspirant to the highest office in the midst of the people of this glorious republic. Institutions he publicly condemns, we assert and maintain the right of canvassing all the public acts of unimaginable things, which is a serious approach to revolutionary measures that can be done from any source. We would not be worthy of the name of the citizens to be seen as not only the laws of the state, but the laws of the United States set as a fire. The authorities in were to be a justice plea for refuge, asking and receiving protection from the authorities.
high crimes committed against the government of the United States, the mayor of a petty incorporated town interposing his authority and demanding the right of trial for the fugitive on the merits of the case by virtue of a writ of habeas corpus issued by the Municipal Court of Novia. It is too gross of a mess upon common sense of subterfuge too low to indicate anything for the craft motive. Dash such acts, whether committed in a private or public capacity, will be held up to public scorn. An independent press is bound by every sense of duty to lay before the public that their attack upon their rights. We, therefore, in the exercise of our duty, expect the support and the aid of our fellow citizens in our enterprise. We hope all those who intend subscribing for that explicit report venues as soon as possible, editors, postmasters, and others, to whom the prospectus and paper may be sent, will confer a favor upon us by noticing, exchanging, and circulating the same in their respective vocations and forwarding accordingly. In consequence of the importance of the cause in which we have engaged and the assurances we have received from different sources, we have concluded to issue 1,000 copies of the first number of the paper that all we wish may be supplied, and further, that only please ignorance of our complaints or exonerate us from an interest in our behalf. We do not wish or expect the publication of that expositor to prove a matter of pecuniary profit, either do we believe the public will suffer or it to prove a loss. It is a subject in which we are all interested, more particularly the citizens of this county and surrounding country. The case has assumed a formidable and fearful aspect. It is anticipated that the few that is involved in the case of commotion, about a thousand wearing necessarily the innocent and helpless would be confounded with the criminal and guilty. We have anxiously desired and strenuously advocated the peaceable redress of the injuries that have repeatedly been inflicted upon us, and we have now the means in our hands through which we can peaceably and honorably attack our object for ourselves. We are firmly resolved not to quit the field till our efforts shall be crowned with success. And we now call upon all who find the liberty of speech, the liberty of the press, the right of conscience, and the sacred rights of American citizenship to assist us in this undertaking. Let us stand up and boldly and fearlessly oppose ourselves to any endeavoring encroachment, in whatever form we may appear, with a shaking, superstitious domination, article and usurpation. The public abroad had not been informed in relation to facts that they really existed in our midst. Many have supposed that all was rumor, and having no organ through which to speak, our silence has been to them sufficient proof. Proof. The facts have been organized. We have watched with painful emotion the progress of events in this city for some time past. Until we were sick with the time, injury upon injury has been repeated. The result, result your forbearance has ceased to be virtuous, and we now have a ground privilege. We have long wished for objecting ourselves and confess our aggressions and aspersions, not informing the public of things as they really are. We intend to tell the whole tale and by all honourable means to bring to light and justice 
those who have long said it was passing upon the past for property and our inconveniences. That yes, we will speak and that to and from the time to the ears of those who have thus ravaged and made way from hopes, right prospects, and virtuous principles to gratify our ambition. We are aware of the critical position we occupy in view of our immediate location, but we entertain no fears. Our purpose is fixed. Our arm is served for the conflict. We, upon our rights, and we will maintain those rights, whatever may be the consequence. Let my panel set you in a tale to fulfill their lives, and we hereby give notice to all parties that we are the last in attack with the first and foremost in defense. We would be among the last to provoke the spirit of the public abroad unnecessarily, but we have abundant assurance in case of emergency that we shall be all there. Group of dashes, an individual bearing the cognomen of Jeremiah Smith, who has evaded the officers for some time, has taken refuge in the city of Nobius. It appears he is a fugitive from justice for the offense of procuring $4,000 from the United States Treasury of the City of Washington under false pretenses. Under the indictment was found in the District of Columbia against him and a warrant issued for his arrest. The Marshal of Iowa Territory got intelligence for his being in this place and procuring the necessary papers for his arrest, proceeded to this place in search of him. About three weeks ago, after making inquiry and becoming satisfied that he was secreted in that group under the immediate protection of the prophet, he said to him, the prophet, that he was authorized to arrest the said J. Smith for an offense committed by him against the United States government, and wished to know where he was, to which the prophet replied that he knew nothing about him. The marshal said he knew he was secreted in the city and was determined to him. And unless he was given up, he would have the aid of hundreds of hundreds Joseph Smith then replied, that was not necessary, but if the marshal would pledge his word of honor that he should have the benefit of a city with a previous corpus and be tried before him, he would produce the fugitive in half an hour. After some hesitancy, the marshal agreed to deserve when the prisoner was produced in the time specified. The habeas corpus was issued, and the prisoner taken from the marshal and brought before the municipal court of Urdu for trial. The court adjourned until Thursday, the 30th out. When he was tried and discharged as a matter of course. In the interval, however, application had been made for Judge Pope of the District Court of the United States for the State of Illinois, who issued his warrant, directed to the United States Marshal, who sent his deputy to make a second arrest, in the case the other officer did not succeed in taking him from the city. Smith was found by the Illinois Marshal and arrested, when it became necessary for the high corporate powers of the city again to interpose their authority. The present bit was again issued the prisoner taken from the marshal of trial had, during which the attorneys for Smith relieved themselves of an insupportable burden of mental knowledge, which completely overwhelmed the learned court and resulted in the triumph of the prisoner of the prisoner with a judgment of the costs against the new states. 
Eric Clay has not been removed to enter Thankfully, the question whether he would restore to the Mormons their lands in misery. Joseph Smith is the only candidate now before the people whose principles are fully known. And to be remembered, there are documents the highest degree of evidence before the people at a committee of 24 under the solemnity of Barrett have been quite interrupted reported upon his claims in due form at law. Shades of Washington and Jefferson Henry Clay, the candidate of the powerful party, is now on the bonds to keep the peace. Joseph Smith, the candidate of the level, powerful party, has two indictments against him, one for fornication and adultery, another for perjury. Our readers can make their own comments. Group of dashes, because we have seen the last number of that force before, it is rich with anti-Mormon matter, both editorial and communicated. Among other things, it contains a lengthy letter from Jay. H. Jackson, giving some items in relation to his connection with that Mormon prophet, as also his reasons for the same. It will be perceived that many of the most dark and vulnerable signs had in the back and human character, which is hitherto being to the public, a matter of rumor and suspicion, are now reduced to indisputable facts. We have reason to believe, from our acquaintance with Mr. Jackson and our own observation, that the statements he makes are true. And in view of these facts, he asks, in the name, was the safety of our lives and liberties? When faced with the disposal of such a very hell deserving, God forsaken villains. Oh, while we refer to these bloodthirsty as murderers, proposed to do this in all other demons in human shape, who, not satisfied with practicing their views upon the crazy and superstitious people, must treat their vengeance upon any way there to come in contact with them. We deplore the desperate state of things for which we are necessarily caught. We say to our friends, keep cool and the whole tale will be told. We fully believe in bringing these in the cities and in all of these delights and let the majesty of violated law and the voice of the children and contempt of the opinion state in terms of how much of these miscreants have been behalf of hundreds and thousands of unattending citizens whose only fault is religious enthusiasm and for the honor of our own names and reputation. Does not follow this and believe our measures, and thereby dishonor ourselves in preventing our own wrongs. The bad water bears most of the past, and the result cannot prove otherwise than honorable and satisfactory. A group of dashes to correspondence in consequence of oppressive other duties in preparing our first number for the press. We have not had time to examine several communications that have been forwarded for publication. We respect the motives of our friends in the interest they manifest in carrying forward the work of the farm, but we wish it to be distinctly understood that we cannot depart from the conditions set forth in the prospectus. That is the charge by which we intend to navigate the expositor, carefully avoiding anything that may tend to diminish the interest or tarnish the character of its cult. We already feel that we occupy an unenviable position in view of the variety of opinions that exist, but we stand committed as to our course and having faithfully and fearlessly agreed to those terms without partiality. 
mentality to offend or personality to foes, we shall consider ourselves honorably discharged of duty. Group of dashes, we offer an apology to our leaders for the want of arrangements and taste in our first number on account of our materials and press not in order. For a short time, we have had to get a press in materials has recruited the possibility of getting the first number out according to our wishes and the absence of the editor for several days preceding your first issue rendered this apology necessary. In our subsequent numbers, we intend to make reviews sufficiently by giving to our readers a good selection of miscellany and an editorial of each an interesting matter. Proprietors. Group of dashes. Circuit Court denotes that the Circuit Court of this county closed on the 30th hours. After a session of 10 days, we understand a large number of cases were disposed of. None, however, a very important character. The cases wherein Joseph Smith was a party were transferred by change of venue to other courts. That day, Simpson versus J. Smith, the false imprisonment to Adams County. That of FNVB versus J. Smith, the slander. And rapidly a custody W. Sid Smith and J. W. who aligned for false imprisonment, and that of A. Davis versus Joseph Smith and J. P. Green to Trestus, who all transferred to the county of Lincoln. The grand jury found two jobs against Smith, one for poker, and another for fornication and adultery. On the first of which Smith delivered himself up to trial, with the state not being ready, material witnesses being absent. The case was referred to my further Group of dashes. The regular session of the municipal court of the city came up on Monday last. The cases are C. Foster, C. LVC, and C. A. Foster on appeals from the mayor's court wherein they had each been fined in the sum of $100 for the very less than slash on place of an enormous potential refusing to assist the notorious L.P. Rockwell and his dignity, John B. Green, in arresting the respectable and principled citizen without the regular process of papers and today's business, wherein he was fined in the same sum on a charge of assaulting battery, all taken up and gravely discussed. After the most secure deliberation, with the assistance of the extinguished city attorney, this honourable body concluded to dismiss the suit and issue a procedure to the lower court, which was accordingly done. The cases referred to above are forwarded by the grieving both for complaint or comment. We intend to sue as no time we allow to express our views freely upon this feature of modern usurpation. First, in that which can have ordinances contrary to reason and common sense, and then inflict the severest penalties for not observing them. Group of dashes, we see that our friend Kamala advocates the claims of Genesis Joseph Smith for the presidency. We also see from the records of the grand jury of Hancock Company at their recent term that the general is a candidate for representing the branch of the state government. We would respectfully suggest to the neighbor whether the two officers are not incompatible with each other. Group of Dashes, Noble, June the 5th, 1844, 
citizens of Bangkok County, it is well known to all of you that the August election is fast approaching and will have caused a great and terrible conflict. It is destined to be a pregnant with the events, for it will be the index to the future. Should we be defeated up on that occasion, our dies cast and our fate is sealed. But it's successful, alive mate Joseph Smith, Hiram Smith, and their devoted followers, as well as their enemies, expect that justice will be made to The devil is portentous of the great effort that is to be made upon that occasion. Is it not a shame and a disgrace 
Suppose we have a man who has it, who will defy the laws of our country, the laws which were so gentle and nourishing and influenced upon our fathers, which fostered and protected them in their old age from insults and aggression. Shall we, their sons, lie still and suffer Joseph Smith to light up the lamp of tyranny and oppression in our midst? God forbid, lest the departed spirits of our fathers cry from the ground against us. Thus arises the majesty of our strength, and sweep the influence of triumph and restraint from the face of the land, as with the breath of heaven. The eagle that is now proudly born to earth's remotest regions by every gale will perch himself in the solitude of midnight if we do not arouse the loud effigy. It is the worst of absurdities for any individual to say there is a man in our midst who is above the reach of violated law and not live the property All talk to nothing more than what accomplished absolute comprehending of God, which the acts of Washington did. Then, gentlemen, organize yourselves and prepare for the dreadful conflict in August. Go with me, heart and hand, in the attempt to suppress this contaminating influence which is frustrating our fairest prospects spreading desolation throughout our vale. Call into the field your best men under the solemn pledge to go for the unconditional repeal of the Nova Charter and you have our support. Whether they be weak or democrat, we care not. When the thing presents us with a drought of cool water, we do not stop to inquire whether it is contained in a silver guard, a gold ring, or a long handled sword. Did come to the substance of his address, 
slaveholding states, and also with a determination equally decided to resist the slightest interference within the states when it exists. Poor little Matthew Mays is right starting to sleep with the fact before his eyes that the state of New York, his native state, had abolished slavery without that struggle or a groan. Great God, how independent. Sometimes for slavery is tolerated where it exists. Constitution or no constitution. People or no people. Right or wrong. Boss Matty. Boss Family. The voice of Matty. The voice of the devil. And her adventure. His great hub treasury. Seen was a piece of the same line. But the man and his measures had such a striking resemblance to the anecdote of the Welshman and his cart hub that that the Constitution was so long that it allowed slavery at the capital of the free peoples, it could not be cut off. But when it was short that it needed the sub-treasury to save the funds of the nation, it could be sliced. Oh, great, what a long tail our crosses got. As a Greek might say, his own protonus, the car before the horse. Thank you. 
attended the citizens of Nauru and the surrounding country
Cheryl Bargain's Science is going to hit the publishers. Do we see or hit the publishers? What are you foster? Cheryl Bargain foster. Foster. Okay, well, that's the end of the novel expositor. We haven't had anybody in the chat room and nobody has called in, which is par for the course. It's been laying here listening to this read. And I don't really have too much to say about it. I do like the fact that Joseph wanted to buy up the slaves and purchase their freedom, but I think he wanted to send them back to Africa. I think I read that somewhere. Oh. going to have to go over this and try to figure this out because I think that this stupid audio clip has been playing this whole time when I turned it off. All right, I don't know. Anyway, I guess we'll just end the program. Thank you for listening. Take care, everyone. God bless. Goodbye.